guys welcome back to according to i'm megan and i'm sierra this week megan and i thought it'd be fun to discuss how we feel like our lives have changed since starting grad school back in july of 2020 because megan and i have actually had like brief conversations where it feels like i look back at pictures and videos and stuff from undergrad and like before starting pt school and i'm like i feel like a very different person and it's only been a year and a half yeah, or I think back to, we've obviously posted a couple College Week in Our Life videos in undergrad, which honestly, it's honestly shocking how a few we posted just compared to how many we've done in grad school because we became mm-hmm. so much more consistent once we got to grad school, I feel like. But I look back on like our daily routine of like being an undergrad and it just seems like so far in our past, even though it really wasn't that long ago. Yeah, so that's kind of the whole idea. I think we each have gone through and made our own like preemptive outlines and we'll see where they overlap. Uh, but it should be a fun discussion. Uh, before we get into the bulk of the episode, we want to talk about our weekly spotlight. So, do you go first? My weekly spotlight was being able to spend the weekend out of town at our cousin's wedding. Uh, it was just super fun. Had a blast. We ended up driving up with our dad just because since Iowa City is kind of on the way to um, St. Charles, he was able to just stop by on his way up and pick Sierra and I up and had some good conversation as we always do uh spotlight as well and then i haven't been to a wedding obviously since 2019 and it was just so fun Mm -hmm. i love everything about weddings i'm a huge wedding fan especially like weddings on our dad's side just like they always do it right i mean we haven't really been to that many weddings i feel like on our mom's side so like that's you know part of the reason but just like stitzes know how to have a wedding how to have a good time great receptions i will say complaint there was no cha-cha slide or cupid shuffle at the reception. I yeah. feel like that's a given. I honestly, part of it too is like, it made me realize the next wedding we go to is Haley's and Haley and Ashton's wedding. Um, and Sierra and I have to give a speech. So like at this wedding, she, the bride also had both of her sisters as like the maids of honor. So pretty similar to Haley's wedding in that sense. And uh, it just was like, ooh. We have to come up with the speech, and it I has know. to be good. And the they did it so that the parents went first, and then the best man and the maids of honor went after that. And I just feel like I know that my dad is going to like be crying a lot. I mean, I'm sure like other actually, parents might be crying it's funny because our dad came over and like we were all talking kind of about speeches, and he was like, he knows that he would get emotional, so therefore he was kind of like, so I like I can't do that, Haley. And I'm sure he like, will. Haley's like, you need to. Um, it honestly kind of was like I could see him toning down I don't know it's like I do think he would get emotional but I don't know how emotional he would get or like how much he'd be able to like control nerves and tears and stuff because like once you start crying it gets hard to talk no but then I'm saying we're gonna go up afterwards I know I'm saying maybe he would be fine if he maybe toned down his speech or like but I know it's kind of hard because it's like like a disservice like I know like communication the point of it is communication and so like sharing this is hard (laughs) I'm gonna not say sharing like your true emotions is kind of the point um and part of me, too, is, like, something else I realized is I have a long time to really consider this, but a lot of times people during their ceremonies, they either do, like, the traditional vows and or the, like, they'll like write vows themselves. Vows, or and you're saying traditional pre-written, like, the ones Like, sometimes are. they'll do both. Sometimes they just do, they write their own. Sometimes they just do the traditional ones. Mm-hmm. And okay. I've always kind of been of the mindset that, like, I just feel like I'm a very emotional person if I try and, like, start speaking sentimentally. So, therefore, if I was, like, trying to speak my own vows that I wrote out, I think that I would actually just start bawling and I'd be very concerned about being able to finish. But at the same – so, in my mind, I've always kind of been, like, oh, like, I'll just, like, we'll write our vows and, like, you know, send them to each other, like, before the ceremony or something because some people do that as well. And I thought that that could be something that I would like doing. And I'm not saying I wouldn't do that, but when we went to this wedding – um you kind of I realized that you don't really get to like if you don't do any sort of actual vows then you don't really get any like connection between who's in the audience like it's very and cookie cutter in the sense that it's like this is like what they say at the wedding like here's this prayer this whatever like there's nothing specific about it to the couple unless you get to the you know specific vows which so then was it was like, making me kind of reconsider yeah. that stuff they actually like they did good they weren't too emotional like, all the I vows like all the speeches I don't know were so good that's why I'm like, she might have to write a speech and like it has to be good. I do think that given if we put time in, I think our speech will be good because I feel like we both are pretty good writers. 
So, I don't know, but I have to, like, go back into the vaults of my memory and, like, pick things out. Mm-hmm. It'll be good, Haley. Don't worry. I know you're listening. <laughs> so, that is just another thing that I'm like, oh, add that to, to the to-do list. That's a um, winter break thing, maybe. Yeah, I think I told Sierra winter break would be a good idea for us to, like, start messing around with ideas for that at the very least get started maybe get a draft out i don't know but like come spring semester it's just gonna get pushed to the back burner i feel like and i want to do the speech justice so Mm -hmm. yeah um aside from that what other fun wedding things it was just like a good time like getting out and like dancing on the dance floor is just so much fun they had good songs actually they did it was pretty like i really wasn't mad about songs it was all pretty good there weren't a lot of like super recent songs but at the same time like i'll let it slide because they had like just good classic songs yeah. and some, sometimes that's what you need for like a wedding reception because if it's too new then i feel like it will only be like the younger people that like know it mm-hmm. if you have oldies but like they're classics so like the younger generation has heard it then it works i agree we anyway, also thought we should discuss I was like that brings us into our next topic dress choices if you follow our youtube channel so we did a video recently where we had you guys help us pick out our wedding guest dresses we, of course, gave the disclaimer, like, okay, ultimately, like, the decision's up to our, like, our discretion. And, honestly, I think we both kind of decided before the video even went up. Which because we had to send them back to we get them going to pick. So, um, I think this is mostly, like, for me to answer and, like, say what my thought Everyone process was. pretty much, like, said that I should wear the dress that I ended up wearing, which was just the black, like, the plain black one that I showed first in the video. Um... So that was really no surprise. Mm-hmm. My dress, however, the one that I ended up wearing, I don't think got any votes. And like, I don't think a single comment was like, wear your first dress. Um, so I got some votes for two, but mostly a lot of votes for three. Because that's the dress that I really hyped up at the start of the video. Being like, this is like the purpose of like why this video is happening. Because I've been looking at this dress for ever online. And like I've really wanted it for a long time. So everyone like, for that reason, I think people like were saying like, oh, like wear that one if that's like your dream dress. But then also like people probably just liked what it looked like on. And so when I wore uh, the first dress that no one told me I should wear, <laughs> um, we got like, what, two comments? So this is like for the two people that commented on Megan's post or whatever. Uh, being like, you chose the first one? Like we need to know the thought process. So a uh, couple things. One, I feel like s- some people saw like the first dress pattern as being like leopard print and like fair. But, like, I personally don't see it as leopard print. Because, like, to me, I'm like, oh, if I saw it as leopard print, like, I wouldn't have worn it because I would have been, like, too, like, trendy, I guess. Like, you know, very fad-like. But, like, I see it. I'm like, I don't see, like, a leopard print dress, personally. I don't know what your thoughts are. but I don't either. I kind of just saw it as, like, a black splattered design. But, like, I saw, like, at least one comment, I think, saying, like, oh, like, it's, like, leopard print and, like, that seems too trendy. And, like, again, fair, because it is, like, light brown with black spots on it. But I'm, like, I don't see leopard print. Like, I just think it's a pattern. I like the pattern. So, if that was, like, your vote against it, like, it's leopard print, like, fine. I get it. Like, you wouldn't want to wear it. I wouldn't want to wear it either if I saw it as leopard print. Um, And then, I think also just, like, we took pictures for the thumbnail and all of the dresses. And I liked how my dress, the one that I wore, photographed a lot. Like, they all photographed fine. But... Uh, I like the slit. I feel like that, the slit gives me, like, more pose options. And, like, I like being able to, like, you know, here's my figure. Have the leg out. So, I like that. Whereas the third dress didn't have a slit. And then, also, like, for the reason I'm, like, not talking about the second dress at all is because Megan wore her black dress. And if I would have worn the brown dress, it would have been, like, way too similar because it was, like, fitting. And also, I kind of told Sierra that, like, while that dress was nice, it was honestly just, like, a knitted ribbed material that, mm-hmm. like, it was a great quality dress. But at the same time, like, you could easily get a similar looking dress from a very cheap website. Pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you probably shouldn't do that. And then finally, like, my last kind of thought process was related to, I just felt like the first dress was more comfortable and, like, less risky in a sense. Because the third dress was kind of like a bustier style top. And when I, like, would, like, bend forward or something, uh, I don't have a lot to fill at the top. So it would, like, gape a little bit. And I was, like, wearing a sticky bra. And, like, you can't tell during the video. But when I, like, put the sticky bra on and then put the dress on, it felt like I would just, like, kind of, like, slip down. You, like, see the sticky bra at some points. So I'd be, like, very mindful of, like, kind of, like, keeping my shoulders up and that kind of thing. So I didn't want to, like, worry about that at the wedding either. So that was my thought process. And lastly, they photographed the best together. Yeah, that was another thing 
It would have been fine if, like, it was Megan's black dress and, like, my dark blue flower dress. We honestly, like, don't usually try to, like, plan or anything. No. But, like, matching. But since we had the option to. Someone did well. comment that, though. They're like, it would look best together with the, like, first dresses that we both wore. Yeah. So that was the entire thought process. Obviously, like, I think all of the dresses were pretty. Like, I don't think I could have gone with a bad option. I will say that I was right about my straps being uncomfortable. Later on in the night, I was feeling some rubbing on my shoulders. So that was um, indeed a downfall to the dress. I was comfy the whole night. So I picked a good dress. So that's our thought process for that. Anything else to discuss before we get into the nitty gritty? I'm just like, was there anything else at the wedding that made you think like, I'm I just like think more about like what you'd want in the future, like things you liked or didn't like? Um, I feel like I'm conflicted for, you know, people always talk about doing a first look versus just like waiting for like the first like look I'm to be down the aisle. I feel like, you know, I think it's funny is, um, like no matter what people like do, they're like, oh, that's like a really good idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause that's how well, it's, it's because everyone can see why you're I know, doing I know, but it's doing. funny cause it happens like no matter which one you do. Cause for, uh, the one we just went to, they didn't do like a first look before the bride walked down the aisle. They like waited to do, like, all the pictures and stuff after the ceremony because, like, his first time seeing her was, like, when she walked down the aisle. And so, like, I think, I don't remember how this, kind of, like, came up, but someone was like, oh, like, did they do pictures before? And then someone was like, oh, no, like, that was his first time seeing her. And they're like, oh, my God, like, that's so, like, great and stuff. But then if someone was to do, like, a first look, like, I think you so really just have to also. know your personality and, like, what's going to give you the most peace of mind. Because I feel like you don't, take away like either way you have a first look okay so that's said and done I like the idea of it just being like that personal moment between like me and whoever I'm marrying just because I feel like then you get to like see each other and also like comfort each other and just like talk to each other before you actually like go get married which I think is probably going to be like just a stressful emotional thing in itself like you're gonna have to be like dad's gonna be walking me down the aisle it's gonna be emotional either way I also don't want to just be like this is the first time I'm seeing them also so I think just by being able to take one thing off the box of, like, the first look and doing that beforehand, I like that idea. I wonder if, like, do grooms ever have, like, a really strong preference which like with what they prefer? Because I feel like, for me, not, like, the first look is, like, important for the bride, too, but I feel like it's, like, more for the groom, right? Like, in the sense of, like, the groom sees his bride. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, no one's, like... I'm like, like <laughs> I want to get like in a suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, in that sense, don't you think it, like, kind of would depend on, like, what the groom would want to do? Well, I'd probably ask, like, what they had a preference for, but I would definitely still, like, bring up the points of why I would prefer doing it. And for me, it's mostly, like, an emotional, like, let's yeah. keep things a little more level. Yeah. I just wanted your thought on if you think, like, the first look stuff is, like, more for the groom. It definitely is. Same with, like, doing a first look, like, with your dad. It's for the dad to see the daughter. Yeah. Daughter's seen the dad <laughs> in a suit before. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. I think that's the only thing that I really had thoughts on otherwise. I will say I'm still honestly convinced the food was fine. This isn't me, like, bashing the food by saying this. But I'm honestly still leaning towards food truck wedding. I really think it's a good idea. Well, yeah. The food was good, but I'm sure it was expensive. <laughs> like, I just am really becoming more and more convinced. So... There you go. They had also great appetizers during their cocktail yeah. during their Honestly, cocktail I'm hour. Kind of like you know, although I'm sure again everything costs money, so I can't say like oh, I'm so doing that. I don't even know the cocktail situation like at my wedding. Um, if anything though, I think like snacks are a must, even if it's literally just popcorn. Like you need food. Mm-hmm. So they had coconut shrimp. But that if I had food trucks, maybe they're just already ready to go, and people could start eating. You know. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Need to work through the logistics of that. Okay. If you guys have any other, because I know we did a wedding podcast with Haley already, but if you wanted us to like do another video or not video, another episode with her, but we just like talk about wedding traditions or different ways to do things, and like we all share our thoughts, Haley can maybe share like what she's actually doing, <laughs> actually doing, and why she's picking to do that, like kind of what we're talking about now, but just like more encompassing of different things you'd consider for weddings. Because I feel like that was just more so, like, specifically planning and her experience. So, it could be fun to do something like we're doing now. So, let us know on our Instagram, which is at according to. T-W-O, spelled out, not the number. 
other than that, I have my things organized. I'll give my categories and we can see if there's any sort of matchup. Okay. Um, so I have general thoughts before getting started. <laughs> then I have friends slash social life. Then I said how I've changed academically. Then I have a YouTube category. And then I have questioning what I want to do immediately after finishing grad school. I have free time, school, friendship or friendship slash social life, podcast and social media, and lifestyle. I'll do my thoughts before getting started. Okay, yeah. And so this we kind of touched on already. It was kind of just talking about the idea of like how I feel very much like I am the same person because realistically I'm like I haven't had like a complete like personality, personality change. makeover change because people around me would be like, You've changed. You know what it's different is. now. It's the middle part. <laughs> I don't think it's that entirely. I think that I've, I think that one of our goals was to grow more into our sense of style and personality, both hair and also just like clothing wise. And I feel like we've done that. And so in that way, I feel like that kind of contributes to my I'm feeling like you've blown up a little bit. Um, and then in some ways, I say I feel more mature, but at the same time, it's interesting that I say that because I feel like I've overall like I've always been a very mature person. So I don't know exactly why I but then feel you more mature. Maybe also it's just because like I'm growing up. Maybe, yes. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, next semester, I'm like, dang, we... You know what it was? It was the, next semester, the six-week clinical. To, I was like, I can hold my own here, even yeah. though I feel like a baby. <laughs> so stuff like that where, professionally speaking, I feel like we're making strides slowly but surely, and that has helped. Um, Other things... um. It feels like PT school has flown by because I'm like, I feel like I've been doing PT school related um, coursework for a long time. And like, know, that's all I've right? been doing. But at the same time, we're literally like, we've only been in PT school for just over like a year, realistically. It's like a year and a half at this point, maybe. Yeah. Um, But it's just like, literally before PT school, you haven't had any specific PT things at all. Like some things that you talk about in undergrad come back and relate to things you talk about in PT school. But everything PT related not like anything you've studied before and it's just crazy that I feel like I've been studying PT for like so long when it hasn't been that long or like you look back at things that you like first started learning at the beginning of you know even last summer and it's like it's so like duh now like I remember learning passive range of motion stuff yeah I'd be like where do I stand to do this and that like being so stressed and then you're like oh like now we're here (laughs) so um And then, yeah, I just feel like going along with that, like, we know a lot of our professors pretty well. Some of them we've had for multiple classes. (laughs) And, you know, we're with our classmates all the time. So I feel like that contributes to why it specifically feels like we've been in Mm -hmm. class longer. Just because in undergrad, you're with so many different people, pretty much all new professors all the time. And so it's just like, I think the cohesiveness of grad school contributes to why it feels like we've been in it for so long. I agree. So those are my general thoughts before getting started, a lot of which we covered. All right. Do we want to start with school, maybe? Sure. I feel like that Get makes the boring sense. stuff out of the way first. Um, I feel like as far as school, um, obviously the classes that we're taking now, we are taking a lot more classes and they're harder and more time consuming. That, like, both outside of class and inside class. But then I also, like, this kind of is, like, related to my free time, but it's also related to studying, I guess. I have to just say to undergrad Sierra, what were you doing? Because I just don't, I can't fathom, like, now, knowing my workload and, like, my class schedule that I have now. You know, I spend, like, quite a bit of time studying. I spend a lot of time in class, too. And I'm like, what was I doing to study that much in undergrad? I'm wondering, and you can let me know if you think that we did this or not also, I feel like something that's kind of different between grad school and undergrad is in undergrad, we would spend almost just as much time studying, but I feel like we had the time to literally, like, go into the nitty-gritty. If we were confused, like, go find answers to make things make sense, and sometimes I try to do that for grad school because I'm the kind of person where, ideally, the more information I have, even though one of our professors literally says, like, don't get into the details but sometimes like I just feel like I need the details to make sense of what I'm talking about fully and you kind of just don't have time the like, luxury to do that you have so much 
material just to like you have to kind of know like the basics of everything and you don't get to know the nitty-gritty or like good luck if you have time for that outside of class to like go figure that out because like you can only spend so much time going down a rabbit hole before you're like I have to do other things also so I feel like in undergrad we got to go to vote just like as much time as we wanted to and we had the time to do it for our four classes that we had but you literally spend eight hours at Panera like we would spend the whole day there eating multiple meals there for what and yeah I don't know like I was like I look back and I'm like you took you were taking four classes and that means what like 12 exams the entire semester I wish (laughs) not no it's like how many is that it's probably not even that much three it's probably like we usually had some classes were two some classes didn't have exams but like our science classes usually were like three a semester still I'm like we'd have a lot more classes now we had probably anywhere from like eight to probably there was probably never a time where we actually had 12 but I'll say eight to 12 exams a semester and it's literally like halfway through the semester right now and we just finished I want to say someone said it was like our ninth exam we have three more before Thanksgiving break and then we have like all of our finals yeah so it's significantly more really humbles you <laughs> and not even all of our classes have exams so mm-hmm. um as far as like studying like what I do to study I do think some things have remained the same. Meg and I still use Quizlet. I don't think we use it for quite the same reasons we did in undergrad. Like, I feel like, like for, for every class in undergrad, I was like, Quizlet. And it made it work. And sometimes the Quizlet's good now in grad school to, like, get, make, like, to make sure you have the basis of understanding and the knowledge you need. But then almost all of the exams is applying that knowledge. Yeah. And it's not just regurgitating information. Some of the classes, like, it kind of is a little bit. Like, I'm thinking of, like, our integument exam that we just had. Some of it, like, we had an application, like, case situation. But then there was also, like, questions where it was, like, okay, I know this from the slides. Yeah. But, like, I swear in every undergrad exam that I took, it was, like, if you knew the slides, like, you were good on the exam. Like, that was my experience for most of undergrad, whereas now Except it's, for, like, like, chemistry, arguably, like, yeah, it was like, not a chemistry class. Yeah. Or chemistry. Chemistry was not a Quizlet class. Um, But, like, as Quizlet far as. Quizlet was not a chemistry class. <laughs> chemistry is not a chemistry class. As far as, you know, being grad school, things are application-based. You can know the slides front, back, forwards, inside, and out, and still be, like, taking the exam, like, what the heck am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. And that's just the reality of it. I it's remember... To understand things. Yeah. I just remember, like, the first exam we took for grad school, like, that first week we had a final, and I just remember thinking, like, wow, that exam was, like, so different than what I've ever taken before. Yeah, because we'd spent all that time, this is, like, embarrassing to admit, but, like, the first class we took was, like, a history of, like, PT, specifically, like, at Iowa, kind of, and, like, the amount of time Megan and I spent, like, on the nitty-gritty details of, like, this person founded this, and, like, in this year this happened, and that's, like, not so what they cared about. that's not what they were quizzing We literally on. made some sort of dance to, like, remember things. I don't even remember what it was about, but. It feels like that was, just like, oh, last week. <laughs> like, us just, like, doing that. In our I'm like that feels like it was five years ago to me. <laughs> we have different <laughs> perception of time. Yeah, I'm like even me like at the start of PT school, the different person that I am now seems so long ago. Um, also like something else related to school for PT school that was very different than undergrad is like the amount of clinical skills you have to learn. Like the clinical decision making is a difficult skill to learn. Or like to be honest, they throw so much of like the same information where I feel like we get we get all the same information over and over. They're constantly teaching us the same thing. But then going and applying that in a clinical situation, like you truly are kind of like you get put in a situation, you're like, uh, like I and you just like freeze up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it takes obviously practice to not freeze up and actually apply what you've learned, but you learn what you learn and then you're just like, I'm not sure what to do with this. Mm-hmm. Or I think something interesting about PT is like it's sort of a mix between an art and a science between like knowing the science behind what you're doing and the rationale for it but also the art of like how to best you know do passive range of motion and like the best way to do x y and z or like you know when we're in class especially like musculoskeletal or when we're in like principles of PT you're learning like the specific this is how you're supposed to do it the right way like when you're manual muscle testing this is the position this is the specific grading blah blah and then it's kind of like once you get to the clinic a lot of times like 
maybe you can't get a patient in a certain position because of pain or because like they're just they can't do that you have to adapt you have to modify you have to make it work a lot of times to be honest most pts i've been with currently or just like recently they don't actually grade one through five they just say like if it's within functional limits or it's not or this is where i'm noticing any um like decreases i feel like my experience has been kind of similar i do think we still kind of like were grading stuff but like it wasn't to like the precise like extent that we did it in class and like don't get me wrong like our professors have talked about this being like this is like the you know in all ideal circumstances like this is the way to do it but the clinic is not necessarily like ideal circumstances so you have to be like willing to accept the gray area and kind of figure out the best way to do things a lot of times too what i've heard from pts is kind of like as long as and this mostly works like as long as you're seeing the patient over and over and like not having different people see them but like you just need to stick true to like what you're doing and you stay consistent because at the very least then you can still compare how they're progressing mm-hmm. um i don't really have too many other things for school stuff i have a couple other things because i felt like this semester has honestly been like another transition and like not just like i thought i made it for the first two semesters and this semester has been challenging in a different way where it's just felt this, like... You know how people compare grad school to drinking out of a fire hydrant? This semester kind of feels like that. Yeah. This semester feels the most like that. And not even in a way where, like, it's, like, difficult. It's just, like, so much. I don't know if we... Like, I know we spend more time in class. And so, therefore, we have less time outside of class. I know it's a given because literally beginning of the semester, I was trying to figure out why I felt so overwhelmed and, like, I wasn't getting anything done. So, I know that for a fact is true. But I feel like other things is just, like, we have a lot more outside of class work, which I'm, like, again, is eating into my outside of class time and less to my study time, and therefore still a problem. Um, Part of that, too, is probably that since things are, like, more opened up now, I'm probably, like, doing just more things than I was last semester, and I'm trying to balance all of that stuff. So, in a way, I feel like this semester I have kind of accepted um, something that was really hard for me in the past, which was that, like, oh, like, I need to try and get an A, like, all of my exams, try to get an A, and I surprisingly don't feel, like, the pressure to do that this semester, and I I kind of, like, came to the realization that, like, sometimes I do need to just, like, do your best, get by, do my best, and try, obviously, but I've never felt like I've had to cram more for exams than this semester. Same. Like, I'm not a crammer. I wouldn't recommend it, but, like, to be honest, that's how I'm getting by, because there's, there was just so many exams in a row, it was the only way I could balance my time. Yeah. So, so not ideal and it, i'm just like at this point is everyone lying that like it gets like this is like supposed to be the easier semesters because i'm like they said the first semester was hardest and the second semester happened and i was like that's still kind of hard but then like oh like first year is the worst like second year is so much better and like it kind of is but it also it's just like it's still a lot though so like when does it get like easier <laughs> if we're just living that's yeah. what i think is happening and the next semester will be probably the same as this semester and then i'll be like well that was it i guess and then going off of that, in undergrad, I like exams used to be like the, like this huge, huge oh, thing. Oh yeah, and that's like, nice. It really took like now a it's giant like eh, mental capacity. Um, it'd be like all I would think about, and I got progressively better at that in undergrad. But then like once you get to grad school, there's so many exams like you simply can't. It can't be a big thing. Like oh like it just be like my parents would be like. Oh, like what contests do you have coming up like oh two this week like it just is what it is and yeah. it's not a big deal we're just gonna get through them like we had two exams this week one on monday one on tuesday and we had our second exam on tuesday like after lunch so we're like kind of studying during lunch but also kind of like just chilling chatting having like having a good time because it's you like know it know. just it is what it is at that point so i just know that me like during undergrad specifically like freshman like sophomore year zero would have been like only like looking at my notes like not looking at anyone else yeah so that's because nice the stress academic. has gone down. That is nice. Sometimes they do be a little stressful depending on the exam, but for the most yeah. part, depends on the exam. Yeah, <laughs> for the most part, it's not too bad. Stress level wise, not saying the exams are easy because they're not, but I care less. Not I don't care less, but it takes less of a mental toll. Yeah. Um, we want to talk about podcasting, social media stuff. Yeah, I just specifically had YouTube, but. Well, the other thing I had, like, related to podcasting is that I feel like we actually have done a good job of maintaining our podcast. We haven't missed any episodes, which Meg and I are very proud of, uh, despite the trials and tribulations that have come our way recently. We're still on it. Um, I feel like the only downside to being in grad school that's affected our podcast 
is that it can be difficult to plan them and also like we tend to do them more last minute than we should we're recording this on Wednesday before this goes up and I just feel like we do more Wednesday recording than I would like ideally we try and record on Sundays but it just hasn't happened recently you just get busy on Sundays and then this gets like shoved to the side and then in the moment on Sunday I'm like "Mm, I'd I'd rather record this later yeah and then you're like shoot uh but it's fine I feel like the episodes themselves have been like still good content good length so I'm happy with it overall. I think, honestly, our podcast, like Instagram, social media stuff, uh, has required a schedule, but we've been pretty good at sticking with it. I agree. Um, for YouTube, because that's mostly what I wrote about, um, I said that YouTube has become more confusing than ever. <laughs> um, we did a whole rebrand. More so in terms of, like, I just still kind of am like, where do I see this going? So I feel like right now, because we are all so busy, Sierra and I with grad school and Maggie with her internship and finishing, obviously, her undergrad degree, it just has become, in this semester especially, it's just been, like, so busy because we don't like to, I feel like we've done a good job in a way of, like, we're not trying to put YouTube first and, like, everything is not just, like, oh, we have to do this for YouTube now. Like, we've came to the conclusion of, like, okay, it works better for us time-wise to separate out and do you know, some separate videos once in a while so that it's not all on us to do a video every single week. And I think that that has been good. But I also think that we've done so where we aren't really, like, you know how, like, a person who's, like, really into YouTube is going to, like, go to their YouTube studio, like, go to the dashboard, look at the analytics, like, spend a lot, a lot more time with the content planning and the idea creating than we are. And I kind of wrote down that that's a double-edged sword because I feel like right now I almost take comfort in the fact that I'm, like, Oh, like we're really kind of just like going with the flow right now doing things sometimes last minute or like not doing all of that analytical work and just posting and then like kind of like letting it fly away and doing whatever it wants and I feel like that's good because then I can just be like oh like it does however it does like if I'm not I feel like if I can shy away from like if I'm not doing everything I can to like make the YouTube channel well then like the outcome doesn't say much about me but if it comes to the point where like I do get more time or like we actually try to like get more in the zone and into the analytics and into the planning like we used to be but then we still didn't see any sort of return view or subscriber wise like I just think that that would get to me Mm -hmm. I think I wrote down stuff like related to our recent rebrand that we did this year and I think that this has been overall like very helpful for us because like before our rebrand even like when we were still doing a ton of gymnastics related videos like we still do some gymnastics content even now it's more so just the rebrand's purpose was to say guys we are just posting what we want to post and like we kind of have an an idea of what we want to post and like a niche that it fits in but it's just going to be whatever we want it to be like we're not going to say here's a gymnastics video every single week or here's a cheer like cheer video every week that's how like how I kind of took the rebrand and I felt like it just kind of was a grown-up version of like our channel that we've been doing for a long time and so I liked that we did this rebrand because I feel like for the first year of PT school I mean I was pretty happy like with how time-wise we were able to like pretty much like I think we were all pretty much in every video so I think that was like a feat in itself and I think that's hard because like in some ways I view that as like those videos are like when we're successful or Mm -hmm. like the whole point of the channel is like us together so sometimes I just don't know how I feel about separate videos even though I know it's best for us like to keep things consistent mm-hmm. I don't know I just get torn I agree with that but I also think that we all sort of realized like that we needed to come up with something because I think I was saying before the rebrand like uh the views like on this channel have not been like the best like we don't we're not done you know what I mean and so it sort of just came with like return on investment kind of stuff like how much are we willing to sacrifice like the time it takes to all drive somewhere to meet up to record x many videos we have four videos for the next month we don't have to get together to record because we can't like that takes time energy money to do all that stuff and like sometimes we post a video and like the return on investment isn't there and so I'd say even though like with the rebrand and like the new videos now views might be a little bit lower like we're still like for what we put in it makes sense for us I would agree with that and so and again, I like the videos we've been posting, like, for the, the most part with our rebrand. There's some videos um, that I feel I like... I agree. I feel like I, we still sometimes don't know how to market them well or mm-hmm. 
like thumbnail wise or I always say thumbnails title wise and yeah but like the videos themselves I'm happy with like I don't think I was like embarrassed of any videos really like within the past year or so but like I do think that like I'm at an age now where it's like I need to be like really proud of the videos I'm posting and like comfortable with like if someone were to be like oh like I saw this video like what or like what did you post on YouTube I'd be like oh like it was this like you know sometimes video ideas can be embarrassing because you gotta get the coin but I'm flipping past that point being like oh like I did a video where I tried um Olympians morning routines or whatever that's the first one that came to my mind but yeah I'm again views and stuff not where they were but they haven't been there for like a long time so it just is what it is um for tc2 anyways our megan and sierra channel i am very happy with uh where that's at how it's doing i feel like it's very consistent right now yeah um and i feel good i agree and i feel like honestly we've gotten like since starting pd school since i was like what this whole podcast is about i feel like our megan and sierra channel has been like found even more of a purpose yeah or like honestly sometimes um it makes me smile because sometimes I like will see oh like so and so followed you and like sometimes not often but sometimes I'll like click people's profiles and sometimes I'll see like DPT so like it seems like they were like newly admitted or maybe they just like are already in PT school and I'm just like Mm -hmm. you must have found me with something related to PT maybe our vlogs I would assume but I just like that and sometimes you know we we get DMs sometimes related to sometimes just grad school in general or sometimes like OT or PT specific of people like saying oh like I have interviews or like some people even reach out after like they get accepted and like let us know that's and it's just so fun and I like that what is your next category I have a friends and social life category I do as well okay I don't have a lot I don't either but I feel like we just kind of chit chat so I feel like I am and I feel like I've always known this about myself so it's no surprise really but I feel like I am the kind of person who makes friends by being put in situations where I am around people for a good chunk of the time and it's the same people and it's consistent. And I feel like undergrad can kind of be like that sometimes, but like in my experience, not really. Um, like your lectures are all pretty much different people. Lecture halls, lecture halls aren't really like conducive to like sitting and getting to know each other, like who you're with. And so... I feel like that kind of leaves, like, those small, um, at least we had to take, like, an interp of lit class and something Rhetoric. else. Rhetoric. Where, like, those are probably where you get to, like, actually talk to your classmates more. Or, like, maybe in, like, lab situations. But if you don't click with anyone, then you're just kind of, like, not clicking with anyone. And that's how it is. Um, versus grad school, we're with – it's not like this in every grad school program because some people – in grad schools get to like pick certain classes or whatever else but like most health professions you're in a specific class and you all have like the same classes and same schedule and I feel like that has been very helpful just in the way that I make friends because we are surrounded by the same people mm-hmm. and you like get to see like how everyone interacts in a classroom and be like oh like I think like that person like you know I like vibe with them I hate to like, use the word vibe but like sometimes that's just the best word you know um like if you see yourself having like similar um opinions like similar personality types that kind of thing it's just like easier to see when you're all together and like observing one another I guess yeah and so then I was saying that obviously like the pandemic did not help us really grow into these friendships that we've like I feel like our friendships and social life really blossomed and improved end of May Mm -hmm. so like that's at this point at that point it was like eight months nine months into the program like where I would, like, say that I had acquaintances in the program. Yeah. But it wasn't, like, what it is now. And it's just, like, vastly better now. So, obviously, that gives me hope that had the pandemic not been an issue, this would have happened sooner. Yeah. But it just is it's what be it grateful is. for where you are now. And, and we yeah. have a great group of friends now within our program. And I feel like, um, again, like Megan was saying, it was kind of just, like, it happened when we, like, things started opening up more and, like, you know, our class is able to do more things. You just hang out with more people. You also just have to, like, if you kind of are like, oh, I think I'd get along with this person, I'm so not the person, or, like, I used to not be the person, like, I would hate to initiate a friendship because I'd be like, well, what if they don't want to? Or, like, it would just be, like, so nerve-wracking to, like, try and make plans, and you're like, I Mm -hmm. hope they actually want to, but, like, you just have to. you got to try. You kind of just have to to hope, like, if they don't want to, then, like, they'll let me know, whether it's, like, actually letting me know or, like, saying, like, oh, like, I can't, like, uh, like, that kind of vibe. Which would suck, obviously, but, like, you have to put yourself out there for, like, 
with the risk of knowing that you like might be rejected at some point but if you don't put yourself out there then you would never know because the other person could be thinking and most the same of the time if the person also is and again get a lot of you they're probably be like oh like sorry like i can't let's try and do like this other, other thing time. yeah or some other time so if they say that even though you're all nervous and probably like uh do they actually it's they're probably telling the truth yeah um i'm like otherwise for like social life stuff Oh, I wrote down uh, that in grad school, that was, like, your first time going out ever. Mm-hmm. I know, uh, you know, most people go out plenty during undergrad. And, again, Megan and I don't really drink, so I was, like... I haven't uh, gone out at all this semester. No. The last time we... I was, like, thinking... last time we went out was back in... For 4th of July. July. Or it was, like... No, not 4th of July. It was kind of right before then, because that was, like, end of our summer session. Yeah. And, yeah, right. so it was probably June or July. Yeah. And, like, I'm not really, like, missing out. Like, I don't... No. Again, I don't really, like, care to go out. I just thought it was, like, funny to, like, throw it out there. I'm, like, fine with going out. It can be a fun time. I do, like... I require dancing, though. I know. It's kind of, like, to be honest, what I like is going out and treating it kind of like a wedding reception. Yeah. Like, no, literally. That's what it is. On the dance floor. That's what it is to me. Otherwise, if it's just, like, people going out and, like, standing around, I'm like, I don't... I can't do this. Yeah. It has to be wedding reception vibes. <laughs> That's what I require when I go out, which, again, that was back in June. And, again, I don't I don't really care about going out. Like, I don't need to go out. But I have found that I can enjoy myself when I go out. And I feel like before, I would have been like, oh, no, like, I would never want to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, do I have anything else related to social life? No. I don't. That was it. Um, okay. What other category do you have? Lifestyle is my last category. Okay, then let's do that because then I have questioning what I want to do immediately after grad school and I'm curious lifestyle what you okay. have. Mostly related to, I wrote like working out, hobbies, cooking, that good stuff. Um, so as far as working out, I feel like unfortunately since starting grad school, working out can be a little bit harder to do as much as I would like than it was during undergrad. Like undergrad, I was a queen. I was like, oh, like, I'll change my workout clothes. I'll go between my classes. And, like, there's hardly ever time where I, like, I think I always worked out, like, four days a week, like, all the time. It was easy. And now, being grad school, especially with, you know, the pandemic was kind of helpful in the sense that, like, we had some classes online or, like, through Zoom so I could, like, have more, more of a free schedule. Yeah. Now we are, like, entirely in person. So it's, like, from eight to either, like, two or four, I'm on campus in class. Like, that's it. And so I have to work out either before, which you know I'm not going to work out before, or after class. And then I'm like, I get home at like between and three and five. Like, do you have exams going on? Because if you do, sometimes you're like, I just got to go home and study. study. So it's like you get home between three and five, you know, working out at this point, it's a healthy like 30 to 45 minutes that I work out at yeah, this point. I've been doing like literally 30 minute workouts, which is not my favorite thing, but like my day's already gone by the time I get to the gym, so I'm just like, I've got other stuff I gotta do, too. I gotta go. Yeah. So, in that sense, I feel like especially this semester, because we've been complaining about time management this semester, well, I, I think the first year, more. the first year, I was able to manage it pretty well. This year, I feel like I'm, like, trying to get to I the gym three to times three. a week. That's what it's at. But, like, I would like to go four. Four is, like, my ideal number. It's just not happening right now. It's not in the cards at and this part point part of it, too, is, like, it's okay, because part of it is, like, this most is your Saturdays, phase of life. Most Saturdays, we had a football game. And, like, that's slowly tapering down because I think we had, like, a very mm-hmm. heavy home game um, early, half of the se- uh, early half of the season. And then, um, you know, Sundays, sometimes I would go work out. Sierra was sick for a week, so that yeah, like, took her that out. Yeah, took me out. Um, we've had a couple heavy, heavy exam weeks where it was just, like, oh, it's just not Can't do working anything. out. I literally, I hated, like, the past couple weeks where it was, like, I literally felt like, I normally try not to, like, study or, like, do school stuff until late in the evening, but, like, my god, I feel like for the past three weeks or so, I've been, like, getting home, doing school stuff, like, on and off until, like, 10 o'clock, and I'm like, what is going on? So, in that sense, working out <laughs> has been difficult. And also just, like, I haven't been having, like, my best workouts. No, like same. I, working out I feel like I had a decent right workout yesterday. Actually, I did upper body, and I actually got, like, a cable machine, um, so I kind of made sure I, like, stayed on there. But it's just, like, going when everyone else has to go, which is usually, like, in that 3 to 5 o'clock range. Everything's full. I hate, like, walking around deep into, like, the parts of the gym to see if other stuff is open. 
because I just hate doing that because then it's usually not open and then you just have to like walk back out. So no, it, like I do my sucks. best. Like honestly, my go-to if things are full is like do what you can with dumbbells and like that's what I do. But it's not my favorite. It feels like I've been doing like dumbbell exclusive workouts for like the past two months, which again, not my favorite either. But it is what it is. Yeah. I should go before I class, try to do it where I'm like I make myself feel better by trying to like do like single leg um exercises to try and like up the weight to what I can so it's still difficult or like Bulgarian split split squats are still plenty hard even though they're dumbbell exercise mm-hmm. so I try to still like make myself do like the harder exercises if I can um but it's just hard with like space constraints and lack of equipment mm-hmm. and but it is what it is you just gotta go and move honestly yeah and I've also just like this isn't really related to grad school because I feel like just every couple months or like whatever you have to be in a workout rut you know that's how life goes and I feel like I'm definitely in a workout rut right now so but we'll move past it at some point it'll get better but right now working out is not fun and it should be fun because you'd think with how much I'm studying right now I'd be like oh my god I can't wait to work out as like a break but it just seems like a hassle at this point um hassle just like for not like for fun but as we've, like, learned more about, like, kinesiology, human, like, the human body biomechanics, I've, like, you know, occasionally when I'm working out, I'm, like, oh, I, like, feel like I know more about, like, what this exercise is doing or, like, you know, like, when you're working out, or you should, I feel like, at least, have an idea of, like, what muscles are working, what's burning, like, when you're doing a movement. Me, Some when people, I was doing my lap pull down yesterday, I was, like, you, like, I got it. I feel it. But I feel like a lot of people work out, just do a movement without knowing why they're doing it, what they're doing it for, where they what they're working it. out, which is concerning because if you're doing a workout, you should know, like, what it is for. At the very least, like, look at the machine and, like, you just have a picture on it that says, like, it's this muscle. See if you can feel it burning there. Um, But just, like, I feel like it's helped me stay more in tune. Like, I feel like I had good form before coming to PT school, but I just feel like it's helped me pay more attention to my form and making sure I have, like, good body mechanics while I'm working out and I'm, like, really focusing on like doing the movement through the muscles the muscle i'm working and not just like doing the movement however i can or going off of that i feel like i feel like i've always been this way just because i think that a lot of times if you've grown up and you're more athletic or i feel like gymnasts in general just like are very in tune with their body and how they're feeling but like there's certain exercises like my left shoulder i've never had like problems problems per se with it but it's always been very like crunchy and whatever and like it doesn't hurt so a lot of times like general rule of thumb even if stuff is like crunchy and cracking if it doesn't hurt then you're probably fine so in that sense I'm I would say I'm fine but there's also like certain exercises where I'm like it's it starts making my left shoulder like uncomfortable if I do like certain things so just being mindful of like hmm I don't have to do this exercise like I could do something different and not make things worse or aggravated or cause additional problems so just like being mindful of like stuff like that mm-hmm. i feel like also we like learn more about like the smaller muscles that contribute to like stability and stuff or like yesterday not yesterday i literally don't know why i said yesterday a couple weeks ago i saw someone doing like rotator cuff stuff at the gym which oh, is fine this is my favorite thing usually you don't see people doing like rotator cuff specific exercises unless they like have actual like shoulder issues just because like you're not obviously getting any sort of like physique gains by working out your rotator cuff muscles so therefore unless you have people don't usually like do them specifically you can it'd be good for you yeah exactly you could because then you know good rotator cuff stuff is always good but people just usually don't they usually are going to go spend time at the gym doing other stuff like the bigger muscle groups um and so i was at the gym and this girl was using i'm going to say this scenario first and then you guys if you don't know the rotator cuff muscles, then you maybe won't know. But I'm going to, like, present the situation, and then you can see if you know what the issue is or not. So this girl's holding, They probably like, won't. This will be a good lesson in biomechanics and physics. This girl's using, like, I don't know, a five-pound dumbbell, has her arm at a 90-degree angle holding the dumbbell, and is bringing her arm, like, at, she's keeping her elbow, her elbow pinned to the side and just bringing her hand out to the side with the dumbbell, keeping it at that 90-degree angle. And that's what she's doing for the and exercise. And a lot of people do this. It's not just her. There's an issue with that. It's it's not doing anything. She's doing nothing. Sierra can explain why. The reason for that, and I know some people might, might, like, if you do this yourself, no shame to you. We're going to explain, like, why 
what you're what you think you're doing it for is not correct even if you think you're working so hard you're working your bicep which is fine but you have other ways that you probably work your bicep and like that's not the most efficient way to work your bicep the reason it's working your bicep is because the dumbbell has a force that's pulling it down towards the ground so your arm the only thing like the dumbbell is doing is pulling your arm down so by keeping it flexed that's working your bicep or your brachioradialis or whatever depending on the position that your hand's in when you're moving your arm out like Megan was describing it, the person is intending to work their external rotators, which is part of their rotator cuff. But the line it of all action matters the line of gravity. Where is gravity pulling the weight? The line of action is not there because the weight is pulling you down whereas your external rotators need like a line of action that's like pulling from the side. So what she needs to do sense. is lay on her side and then have it where she's pulling the rotator cuff or like pulling her arm up to the ceiling yeah or like people do like therabands with this stuff all the time like at actual like rehab places because the theraband will be set up to the side so that the line of action is actually like with where the rotator cuff is pulling from Mm -hmm. so little mini lesson if you didn't know do not work your external rotators by obviously i did not say anything to her because that would have been rude i feel like but i just couldn't or like if you can stay standing but you turn your like lift your arm up so it's like abducted yeah. 90 degrees you have and to then like you can go shoulders for that yeah and it might be uncomfortable so yeah but just an idea you have to make sure like this goes for any literally any exercise ever the line of like pull has to like be equivalent to like what the muscle you're working or like i don't know the best like way to line up or opposite or however you would describe that like gravity i don't even know like the best way to describe it but like the resistance has to be working against whatever action you're trying to do is that a good way to say it? I feel like, yeah. So in that situation, the girl was bringing her arm out to the side, but the resistance was heading down to the floor. It's not matching up. Yeah. Like when you do a squat, when you like have weights, like a barbell on your back, gravity's the pushing weight- the weights down and you're trying to go back up at the end yeah. of the squat. Or at least trying to like eccentrically slow yourself going down. Because that's like working out is either you working to push yourself away from the force or like slowly. Slowly controlling. Working the force. Yeah. And controlling it. So... Um, other stuff. Oh, aside from working out, unless you have anything else to add, I actually think that I have more hobbies now in grad school than I did in undergrad because, because you read, I read. (laughs) Um, I think honestly, reading has been a nice, uh, little, is reprieve the right word? I don't know. I feel like yes, but I couldn't tell you the definition of reprieve like a break <laughs> from like doing like the nitty gritty of schoolwork and spending a lot of time studying and stuff because I like that it allows me to escape into like my own little world of like whatever world the author creates and it just gives me like something like Your some spice cancel or postpone of a punishment so that's probably not what I meant then <laughs> I swear it starts with an r the word that I'm thinking of you guys yes. know what I mean um I just feel like reading adds some spice to life um maybe it does work actually do we consider school to be a punishment (laughs) honestly that actually might be the right word because yeah it is a punishment (laughs) and we cancel or postpone it (laughs) (laughs) yeah that works um i'm the queen of knowing random words if you didn't know also megan knows nothing about pop culture but anyways (laughs) um that's all i have to say about reading i just really enjoy it and I also, I would say, like, paint my numbers, but I've only, like, I'm doing my second one right now. It is something that I would like to get more into, but they take a lot of freaking time and, like, setup and stuff. But yeah, the one that I'm on right now will probably take, like, a month, I swear. Okay, I just have, unless you have anything else to add, I have questioning what I want to do immediately after I finishing grad school. one more thing related to lifestyle, and that is cooking. You guys know, it breaks my heart, because I love, 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 loved getting lunch during undergrad. But being in grad school... They don't have restaurants on that side. Yeah. And it's only an hour or so break that we usually get. So I had to start packing my own lunches and bring them to campus. And I probably eat out significantly less than I did. I know I eat out significantly less than I did during undergrad because it was every freaking day for lunch, I swear. Um, And so I also feel like, you know, one, we have to pack lunches for that. So we had to, like, make, like, get better cooking and stuff. But I also think that since starting grad school, I don't know if it's being in grad school or just feeling I need to have, like, my life together or what. But Megan and I have done significantly better about looking up recipes looking at meals i feel like an undergrad i swear to god we like literally only did like those three recipes like tacos cornflake chicken drunken noodles and like that was it 
Probably. And we make some of those, you know, cornflake chicken. I will make that till the day. Usually every week. It is so good. But (laughs) we are usually pretty good now about finding other new recipes and like being a little bit more open to recipe ideas. And, you know, sometimes we're still in ruts. I feel like right now we might be in a little bit of a rut. But I see a light at the end of the tongue because I just looked at more recipes that I want to try. So it comes and goes in waves. But is that a song? (laughs) It comes in. I don't even know if I'm singing a song. I don't know. Anyway, I'll look that up afterwards. But I feel like being in grad school has forced me to become more of a chef against my will, but for the best. Okay. So you're done with your categories? Yes. I try. I won't try to like drag this on, but just like some things I've thought as we work our way towards the end of grad school and mostly just like the end of didactic, we still have quite a ways to go until we actually graduate um questioning what I want to do immediately after finishing grad school and I feel like this mostly came about um during my six-week clinical because that was our first really like full-time experience honestly ever I've never had to have like a full-time job or anything so that was a new situation um but I would say that I am somewhat concerned about what going straight into a 40 hour work week um would feel like after graduating, even though I know that's typical, but I just am like, I question everyone, no matter what their job, it seems like they're having a higher burnout rate than like ever before, just in like questioning like what they're doing, what's the point. And I feel like everyone has the sense of like, yes, you work, but you also want to like have a life you outside also of work. Live. And I, I don't know what to think. Sometimes I like see that, but it's also like sometimes I'm seeing people at like desk jobs and I wouldn't like that either. So I feel like at the very least, I hopefully picked a career that I'm more interested in than maybe some other people end up liking their careers, but I feel like it's kind of inevitable to question and get concerned about burnout, and I just, like, I kind of am, like, how can I combat that, like, immediately and not uh, deal with that, so I'm just, like, maybe I'd want to start, like, PRN or just, like, try out different places. I also, like, it stresses me out figuring out, like, where I want to, like, first work. Same. Like, what setting is going to be, like, best for me and for how long and stuff like that. Um, or, honestly, like, I would totally be okay with working a, like, 36-hour work week, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, Same. it's still full-time, but, like, I don't need to have a million hours. I don't – I will be there, I will do my job well, and then I'm going to go home. That's kind of, like, my mindset right now. Yeah. Just things I've considered. And I've seen, like – I think that, like, you know it's something that works well. At least, like, there's a good system in place because I feel like you meet so many different PTs who have so many different work-life balance experiences. Like, flexible schedules. Yeah. So, I know it's not new to the profession. That's one of the things that I really like about it and what drew me into it in the first place. But I think that um, it just makes me think of, like, what do I think will work best for me? And part of that's, like, tricky, too, because then it's, like, First and foremost, I'm probably going to think about, like, what setting and where do I want to work. So then secondary to that comes, like, how much control do you actually have over your schedule? Mm-hmm. And who knows? And I don't have the answer. And then also, I guess part of me is, like, thinking more about this, too, because when we finished didactic in May, I'm, like, we're moving back to Des Moines. Sierra's coming with me, but she is also going to like temporarily be back in Cedar Rapids for one of her clinicals and is probably going like has like a longer commute for one of hers as well. Mm-hmm. So, but like, so Sierra has her own situation she's dealing with, but I'm kind of like all of mine are in Des Moines. Like in a way I'm kind of living how I'm going to live. And so in a way that I think is good, but in a way it kind of concerns me because what if I don't like it? Mm-hmm. I can see that. And I don't have an answer. I'm just posing things, especially too, because like, my clinical experiences are what they are. I can't change it. I can't change my CI. I can't – I didn't even necessarily pick, like, my optimal, like, workplace. Like, there's a lot of places that have PTs in Des Moines, and I only had, like, so many to choose from. So it's just as, like – I'm hoping they're all good experiences, but I hopefully – I don't want to, like, have negative experiences cloud my perception of, like, what the future could be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think all we can do right now is, one, hope for the best when it comes to our clinical experiences and – that we will make the best of them, even if, you know, things aren't all high and mighty. And also, just like you said, we, we learned one thing over the summer, is that clinicals, while they are time-consuming, 
also give you a lot of time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If that makes sense to anyone listening. Because we, obviously, like, we're in school right now for, honestly, pretty much an entire workday. And then we have school stuff we have to do for, like, pretty much the rest of the night. And that's just the fun of grad school. But it felt like I actually, like, had a summer. And I was like, oh, like, this is life. You know what I mean? It wasn't all bad. Like, I'm not saying it to be like, oh, this is all bad. It's just, like, it's different. Like, we haven't had that before. And so I was like, uh, do I like this? Do I not? You have to realize how long of a commute you have. I know. The commute really, the commute was bad. It was brutal. Two hours my day And it's like, I had to get there so early. And it was a long commute. Anyway, I think it'll just be about us actually like making time to say like okay like this is it let's like figure out you know what life in des moines looks like for us and also we like texted maggie recently and like we're all gonna be like in des moines next summer so that'll be fun and just like like, for life you know our young young 20s will be in des moines living our best lives i don't know what maggie's planning on doing but the three of us the three amigos will be there that's it all right that's all she wrote um i hope you hope that you guys enjoyed this episode um i thought it was fun kind of i feel like megan and i haven't really talked about this that in depth and so it was fun to kind of like get to see how you thought our lives have changed and hopefully enjoyed hearing what i thought as well yeah it was good um if you guys have not yet you could rate us on apple podcasts we appreciate it you could leave us a review i actually haven't read reviews in a while so i should like look to see if we have any new ones um that's all we have again follow us on instagram we also have merch that is available if you would be interested that is linked on our instagram and that's all we got we will talk to you guys next thursday bye bye